America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to Dose of Leadership. So happy you're tuning into the show. Great conversation today with a friend of mine here in the Wichita area, Ben Hutton. He's the CEO of Hutton Construction. And I finally met my match when it comes to someone who's just as passionate. He is a true leadership junkie, this Ben Hutton. Um, He's constantly uh, learning what it takes to become a better leader. And I love talking with him. I finally got to sit down with him. He has worked in the construction industry his whole life. He uh, started age of 12, started working in the industry in the summer. His father started the business uh, years ago, back in the 60s, and after obtaining a construction management degree from Kansas State, Ben worked for a Colorado-based firm before finally returning back to Hutton Construction and becoming a project manager and later leading the company's business development efforts. In 2010, he assumed the role of president, taking over from his father, literally passing the baton for the man, the great man who instilled uh, the love for construction under Ben's leadership, Hutton Construction continues to grow consistently and considerably. The number of employees has more than tripled through both growth and acquisition, and while the company has expanded its capabilities geographically as well as in new industries. Ben transitioned to the role of Chief Executive Officer in 2016, and his love for construction continues to radiate in his leadership. And this guy is so authentic, so vulnerable about his story. Uh, he is the real deal when it comes to leadership, and I really enjoyed sitting down with him and having getting to know him over the uh, past few years. He's a big advocate here in our local community on the Global Leadership Summit, the summit that Bill Hybels puts on every summer where he brings some of the top thought leaders together and then they broadcast it live to many organizations across the globe. And Ben is instrumental in growing that uh, activity here in the Wichita area. So I think you're really going to enjoy the lessons and the authentic conversation that Ben and I had a couple weeks ago in his office. This show is brought to you by my Legacy Leader Blueprint course. It's a great introduction to my philosophy, my style of leadership. If you're struggling in an organization, finding the time and the resources for quality leadership education, Legacy Leader Blueprint could be a great resource. It's a great team building exercise, 20 videos broken up into four modules, leadership fundamentals, leading yourself, leading others, and advanced transformational leadership topics. And in addition to that, in between each module, You will get live facilitation and group coaching with me. That's over six hours of live group coaching and facilitation with your team specific to your business and the challenges that you're facing within your organization. And it's all for $349 a seat, a heck of a deal and a great way to introduce the leadership concepts within your organization and start planting those seeds 
that culture of effective leadership to start turning your organization around. You can learn more at doseofleadership.com and click on the Legacy Leader Blueprint link and you can look at the video I created that shows you all the insides of the course and you can also check out all the testimonials of the recent graduates of the course. All right, great conversation here with Ben. Here it is, Ben Hutton from Hutton Construction here on Dose of Leadership. Well, Ben, I'm so glad to be able to sit down with you here in your office to have you come on Dose of Leadership. It's rare that I do face-to-face, but I love doing face-to-face conversations. So thanks for inviting me in. You bet. No, I'm glad to have you, and I'm, I'm truly honored to get the chance to be on your podcast. I listen to it frequently, and uh, it's kind of different to be sitting on this side of the microphone. <laughs> right. Well, you've always been a great supporter of the show. I mean, I know long ago you helped uh, get Bill Hybels on the show, so I appreciate you doing that. And, and uh, you're a leadership junkie like myself yep. um, locally here. Uh, you're instrumental in getting people to think and act as leaders, not only in your business, but in the community as well. So I thought this was a great opportunity to, to just talk about leadership, something that we're both passionate about. Yeah, definitely. I am passionate about it. Uh, you know, I, I believe that everybody is a leader to somebody. Yeah. Uh, and that if, and if we don't recognize that and actively try and get better, we're, we're not doing our job. That's right. Um, so uh, I, I'm passionate about leadership. I, I'm always trying to get better, and I try and encourage other people to re- recognize the influence that they have in their own world. Yeah, I love what you just said, and it's so true that you realize that everybody has the potential, the opportunity. I even say the obligation to be leaders because mm-hmm. you're right. There's always, right now, no matter who you are, someone's looking to you, at least one person, for influence and guidance. And when yeah. people look at it in that perspective they start to see themselves as leaders, right? You always ask that question, who sees themselves as a leader? And hardly anybody raises their hand because they're thinking like CEO or someone out in front, but it's way more deeper than that. Yeah, it is. I mean, I even, uh, so my youngest son is in third grade this year and even inside his classroom, he can be a leader to somebody, right? right? And so right. Uh, helping people understand that opportunity they have yeah. and the care that that takes to do well yeah. uh, is important to me. How did it start for you? I mean, what what kind of generated that passion for you to, you know, this whole concept of becoming better, becoming a better leader, of serving others, or of tapping into other people's potential? How did that start for you? Uh, you know, it's really born out of the responsibility that I feel to lead my organization well. Right. You know, I grew up, my, our company is a family business, and mm-hmm. I uh, grew up working here, and I saw... Uh, firsthand the fantastic people that we have on our team as I worked alongside of them through middle school and high school and breaks in college and so really just got to know our team so well and so that makes the responsibility that I feel to take care of them now even even greater and so as I worked towards taking over leadership of the family business I began to feel this weight uh, and started asking myself you know how am I going to do that well yeah and that's when I really started getting into leadership learning you know, you tell a great story of that kind of the day where you kind of your dad passed the baton, and I think it literally was a baton if I remember this the story right. Am I yeah. lucky? There it is, right? And I suppose it was met with a great deal of enthusiasm, and excitement. But I can think of those times when I was wanting something so bad, and when I actually got it, I felt that weight like Atlas carrying the globe. Yeah. Did that happen to you? What, what no, you it's it? almost exactly. And so, yeah, the story goes that it was. Uh, on a Sunday in July of 2010 uh, that we were literally almost passing the baton, right? So on mm-hmm. Friday afternoon or Saturday sometime, Dad had moved all of his stuff out of his office, and then I came in on a Sunday afternoon to move my things out of the office I had been in into this one now. Uh, and when I walked 
into the office, I could feel it was just felt different. Yeah. Uh, but it really hit me when I walked into this office uh, and I saw it completely clean and empty, except for this baton sitting right here on this table, standing straight up. And I mean, it was without any words conveying, okay, it's your turn now. I believe yeah. in you. Here's your leg of the race. Go for it. Uh, but when I picked it up, man, that, that felt heavy, <laughs> it right? Did. Because it had a lot, a lot that goes with that. Yeah. Well, I also love when you told that story that that you're, you know, you're ready and willing to admit that you didn't have all the answers. You don't pretend to have all the answers, and I think that's critical. I think a lot of times I know from myself where I've stumbled as a leader when I've seen people stumble, they felt like they had to do everything themselves. I mean, yeah. did, did you did, did you experience that or, or yeah, yeah yeah no? You, do you know my story? No, <laughs> <laughs> well I think we've all lived it. Yeah, in some no. Form, uh, so for the first uh, the first couple of years of uh, leading our company, especially, you know, I, I felt like I had to be the one that had the answers, mm-hmm. uh, and you know fake it till you make it, right? Uh, right? And so I, I was trying so hard to do things that, uh, you know, I wasn't the best person in the room to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually all of that caught up with me and just the weight of things that I felt like I was carrying was too much. I yes. mean, I really had to go through a tough year there where I kind of discovered uh, that I didn't have to be that person for everybody, uh, mm-hmm. that it wasn't. I came across a quote today that just says this perfectly. It's not my job to make the decisions. It's my job to make sure the best decisions get made. Um, and so it just yeah, took me a long time to learn that. It's but. a subtle but very powerful difference from what you just said there in that quote. It's so true, though. And yeah. I, think, I think we all have to go through that at some point. You have to kind of, I mean, I get and I understand why you felt like it. You want to prove yourself. You want to show that you're worthy to yourself. I mean, primarily that I can do this. Yeah. You've got the competitive nature. You've got this idea you want to win. But man, it's not about winning as as more it's about, you know, like you said, creating the environment so that the best decisions can come to the surface, right, yeah. and knowing when. So how did that kind of transition happen? Was it a series of mentors? Was it self-reflection? Was it books? Was it all of the above? I mean, how did it start? Yeah, I mean, it, it was really all of the above. I mean, mm-hmm. and that, that started in some reading that I was doing. You know, certainly some, one of my favorite books is Daring Greatly. Yeah, uh, Brene book. Brown's book. Yeah. And I, I read that right in the middle of all of that, yeah. and it hit me hard. Well, uh, and it really got me to start thinking. But uh, along the way, you know, being involved in different uh, coaching programs or really diving into what are the skills that I have that are unique mm-hmm. to me and how do I leverage those. Uh, and then if I'm going to do that, what are the things that I need to let go of or let other people help me with? Uh, and just, so just through all that journey, uh, really have been able to reorganize what my role is, uh, what my belief what, and what my role should be is uh, to what it is today and to where everybody's in a better place now. Yeah, what a great book to happen at the right time. I mean, oh, yeah. A no. book that tells you to tap into the vulnerable, the vulnerable side of yourself, the authentic mm-hmm. side of yourself. And I always contend, I say this on the show time and time again, that it's the authenticity, the transparency, and the vulnerability. If you can harness those three currencies, man, you're well on your way to, to a whole different leadership journey that, that most of us don't think about. You know, we always see the kind of external or the visual of leadership, but it's that, it's that self-awareness piece that takes up almost all of your time, right? It's that working on yourself constantly. It never stops, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. And I think that if, that, I mean, I've certainly did it with myself, you know, like I feel like if I could just do this, I could arrive, right? But now I've come to the point to say, look, it, I never arrive, right? 
we can rest at a base camp, but it's that never-ending yeah, the, There's peak, always right? a, a next destination next or destination, somewhere else yeah. we can go to get just a little bit better. Yeah. So, so tell me about the business. Again, your father, um, I can imagine, and knowing a little bit about your father, great example of leadership, great mentor. Is that is someone you could tap into and talk about the authenticity, the vulnerability, the transparency side? Is that someone you can go to, or is it is he more kind of a business mentor? You know what I mean? Uh, no, he, he is both sides both. of that. Yeah. I mean, and he's been just an incredible example to me of what leadership should be right. uh, through the years. You know, certainly growing up with him, I got to hear a lot of stories at the dinner table uh, or got to experience them firsthand as I began working with him a little bit uh, in my early years and just saw so many examples of how he brought together great business leadership and acumen along with being just great with people and really having a sense for how to take care of people or support customers in the best possible way. Yeah. Uh, and the company that we have today is really a testament to both of those things being high values of his the whole time. Right. Right. And so I can't take hardly any credit for where we are now. I feel like he passed me a, a business that was set on a trajectory, and it's been my job to steward it and kind make of sure keep we it can steered continue. in that right direction. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it's fa- it's fantastic that you can see that. I, I imagine from a perspective standpoint, it's all about perspective. Did you have that perspective as a young man, as a college student, even a high school student? I mean, I, or, or did it become when you took over this reign that did it be like, oh, now I get it? You know what I mean, type of thing. Yeah. Or, no, I mean, I think. Uh, Early on, I was focused totally on the business side of things. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, and that was that was the obvious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I can see the even less important thing, uh, and it's, it's really the the people side and the leadership side, and making sure I'm leading myself well enough that I can lead others. Yeah. Uh, that is the most important part of what I do. Yeah. You seem like a guy that bets on his strengths. That's something that I always like. I mean, you you did the self awareness piece. You. You mentioning like what am I good at? How do I leverage that for the business? What do you think about that when I say that term, betting on your strengths? I think a lot of times people we look at our weaknesses and we spend eighty percent of our time trying to fix a weakness where we should be. Yeah, playing no, in I our mean, strengths. so I, I I am a hundred percent believer in that, right? Yeah, that, that started for a lot of us when we read uh, first break all the rules, the Marcus right. Buckingham book, right? And right. he he really introduced that and said, stop spending your time trying to fix yourself. You're not going to change that much. Uh, and that got me thinking, and really I've explored that a lot over the last two or three years, actually, yeah. as I've tried to uh, change my role to where I can have the most impact uh, here in my business and in our community as possible. Right. right? And so what are those real strengths uh, for me? Uh, and then designing an organization that supports those uh, yeah. and, and complements where I'm weak. Uh, but lets me thrive where I'm strong. Yeah, I love that. And I've seen that in you, and I know in the conversations that I've had that that's something that really struck out a, a, about you to me. And I'm a huge believer. And I've learned the hard way, too. And I even, when I s- saw myself in leadership roles and where it was a, kind of a disaster, where I had that 20% who were kind of the C players on the team, and I spent almost all my time trying to get them to B and A. Mm-hmm. And what a waste that I kind of, let the A's and the B's kind of languish without right. any influence or guidance. And it just kind of, it, and then a year later, new team, new position, I did the exact opposite. And it kind of went on this trajectory. Right. right? Yeah, there's yeah. really just so much more potential in playing to your own strengths or, or your teams versus yeah. trying to 
sure of where, oh, where it's man. not going to happen anyway. I'm looking over your left shoulder, and you've got a stack. I don't, can't even count the books. How many would you say that's there? Oh, yeah, that's that's maybe uh, 30 or 40. 30, 40 that's, books. That's maybe a third of what I've got. It's going to, yeah, it's, I so keep it's a pile at home. seven, eight feet high as I'm looking at these books. It, it, and I love The War of Art, by the way, my one of my favorite books, Stephen Pressfall, I'm looking up there. But yep. talk to me about your personal habits and, like, what do you do? I'm always interested to see what leaders do when they get up in the morning how do you go through your day? I mean, what what do you do now as opposed to maybe what you were doing 10 years ago? Um, so now I would say I focus my habits around making sure I'm taking care of myself Yeah, more than I did ever in the past. Um, and so I, I can remember in the past uh, when I first took over leadership here at Hutton Construction, you know, I would... I would get up early, and the first thing I'd do is I'd check my email, and I would be in here working, trying to make sure I was on top of everything happening here and giving everybody what they needed. Right. Uh, you know, now, uh, you know, it's it's really my goal that I'm gonna I'm gonna work out in the morning. I'm gonna make sure that I am fueled for the day. I'm gonna learn something. I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna check off a couple big strategic items that I want to work on and then maybe I'll get into that email. Right. Um, and it's it's a big switch and it's it's a hard one for uh, a lot of entrepreneurs to make uh, because it it feels less productive in the moment. Right. right. Uh, I don't. Do I have forty-five minutes to go and ride the Peloton bike at home? <laughs> right. 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 Is this really the best use of my time right now? Uh, but the state of mind that I'm in uh, in the weeks that I do that versus the weeks that I don't is so much different. It's, and I am such a better leader. Uh, I'm calmer. I can think clearer. And so I've, I've really learned to prioritize some of the things that uh, feel selfish, uh, but in reality are good for everybody too. Yeah, I, it's so true. I mean, and it's so it is hard to do. And it's something that I know personally I have to stay on top of, but when I do it, and I think I think the reason why it was so difficult for me to get started in that type of personal habit space was because I wanted to go, it's kind of the same analogy of like, well, I want six-pack abs or I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, I'm going to go run three miles today. Well, in reality, I need to do one mile and 10 minutes of it's walking, five minutes of it running. Uh-huh. So, you know what I mean? And, it, yeah. and we don't like to that kind of compound it's it's like investing it's like anything else it's the compound effect right right and so even if you can just start the day white just hitting your feet at the floor and you say a gratitude prayer or do Mm -hmm. something at least that's like you said taking care of yourself you're nurturing yourself you're feeding yourself and i contend that if you do that that self-awareness never stops just by the fact that you're doing that and if I work with you and I'm around you, you're giving me permission to do the same just through your example, right? Sure. So it's not wasted effort. You're right. We're, it's a long game, right? And we want the short-term result. Yep. It's a long It's a long game. But I, I love that, though. Have Did you find that uh, – well, how, how important is faith and prayer and spirituality in your leadership journey? Uh, it's is? incredibly important to yeah. me. You know, it's – it's the foundation of my life. Uh, yeah. You know, it's always been a part of my life. I can remember from some of my earliest memories are things that church or uh, faith related. And so it's been a part of me. It's a part of uh, my marriage with wife Erin, mm-hmm. part of our family. And so I try and bring that to all parts of my life. And so it shows up here at work differently sometimes. Um, but it's something that I incorporate 
in those mornings, uh, right after I yep. get off that bike, that's that's when I'm reading, right? yeah. and that's that's when I am meditating on my day and mm-hmm. thinking about what what is it that I need to be focused on today, and what do I know from my faith background that can help inform that. Yeah, um, and so it's it's really important. When I get away from that habit, I also can notice a difference. Yeah, I used to think that it could be separate, but over the last eight to ten years, particularly over the last ten. I don't think you can separate the two. You have to have some sort of spirituality in it. And the reason why is because I think that to me, and I've had people argue with me about this, even as fresh of last week, that leadership just basically equals love, right? And if, and if it's love, and I'm not talking about the feeling of love mm-hmm. that you maybe have for your spouse or your kids or even your dog, but it's the act, the agape type of love, right? The, of, of sacrificing myself so that you can prosper, right? right? Having that mentality. Yeah. And to do that, I think, I don't know how you can't, you can do it without some sort of spiritual element in there, right? I don't care what you believe, but you got to look beyond yourself, I guess yeah. is my point. I think uh, leadership takes care. Yeah. I mean, if I would, wanted to be cold and calculating and run my business on numbers and leave everything else out of it, you can do that. I don't call that leadership, though. I call that management. Um, right. And that's totally different than me. And right. there's, there's uh, parts of management that are important, but... Uh, I think the leadership is uh, another level of care uh, and asking people to to join you on a journey, and that takes trust, and, and that's yeah. that love is, you're right, love is the root of a lot of that. And well, so, you hit it on the head, the trust piece of it, right? And it's sacrificial. It's going to cost us something. I think, we, I think we have to realize that getting into this pool, dipping your foot in it, swimming in it, totally immersed in it, it's always going to cost you something. It's going to cost you your time. It's going to cost you your freedom. It's going to cost you your rights. Right? The spotlight's going to be on you. Yeah. But man, the, the kind of, and I use this term a couple times on this show, the resurrection power that comes with that sacrifice, it, you can only experience that way, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where the significance of life and, and business comes. This is the, the significance of life and in this business where it comes, right? It can't come any other way. Yep, no, I agree. Otherwise, it's not sustainable. Not in the long term, anyway. Totally. Interesting. Let's talk about the Global Leadership Summit. How did you get involved? Obviously, that's it's a nationwide thing or a global thing, obviously. Um, I guess we've done it you've done it twice now, right? Here in town. What are we looking at? How what's talk to me about the genesis of that? where it's going in this next year and coming up in this summer. Sure. Yeah, so maybe, maybe just a tiny bit of background on the Global Leadership Summit. So it is a truly global event that was started by a church in Chicago, Bill Hybels, who yeah. mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so every year they host a two-day leadership summit where they bring just some incredible teachers from the academic, business, and faith worlds together, uh, and everybody learns from everybody. Right. Uh, and humility is right at the base <laughs> of that, right? right. Uh, the business leaders saying, hey, I can learn from a pastor, and pastors saying, I can learn from an academic guy, and right. vice versa, right? right? And so it takes humility. Uh, but I have found it to be incredibly impactful. Uh, so 25 years ago or so, they started doing this. And for uh, about 10 or actually 12 years ago now, a church here in town became a host site. So they live satellite broadcast mm-hmm. this all over the country. And so Pathway Church out on the west side was a host site for a number of years. But two years ago, um, through a number of different things, the church and I uh, decided, hey, we want to move this out of Pathway and we want to put it in a neutral location in our city. We want to make it uh, really a truly community event 
and see if we can leverage this to help Wichita have better leaders. Right. Uh, and so we moved it to Century Two, and that year we we went uh, attendance at Pathway the year before had been about 700, and we went to 1400. So you doubled uh, it. Yeah. yeah. So we doubled it, and then last year we did it again, and we were a little over 1700. This year we'll be uh, we're moving. We're moving to Interest Bank Arena. Great. Uh, yeah. So we're excited about that, and I think we'll see. 2,000 or maybe even 2,500. Uh, I can't share who's speaking yet, but I have seen the list, and it is a fantastic lineup this How year. How exciting. And so I am pumped for that. Um, but I got involved in the, the Leadership Summit really uh, for a few different reasons. Uh, one, it is a fantastic blend of faith and business leadership mm-hmm. and really helps me think about how to do both of those things well. Uh, two, it is uh, just from a truly uh, only business learning perspective, a fantastic resource that I think more people could leverage if they knew about it. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that everybody in our community learned about it. And then third, uh, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about our city and making sure as a whole we succeed and that our region succeeds. And uh, what w- there's nothing bad that can come out of getting 1,700 people in a room and right. learning about leadership for two days. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. only good things only will good things. come out of that. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of good things can come out of that. And so yeah. that's why uh, me personally and our business and many others have gotten behind this and said, hey, this is something special. That's great. Well, I appreciate your efforts behind it and yeah. your, kind of your leader, leadership behind it. It's exciting to see it grow. I'm excited to see what it'll happen, you know, especially when you go to the interest. That's going to be really exciting. Yeah, no, we're, we're thrilled. It'll be a good change this year. What do you see? You're, you're, in, you're in touch with a lot of uh, local business leaders. I think you, if I'm not mistaken, aren't you involved in some sort of professional mastermind where you go somewhere, some coaching program where you're around other leaders? Tell yeah, me. yeah. so I'm, I'm involved in the strategic coach program. Right. Uh, so I go quarterly to Chicago or up to Toronto, Canada to meet with a group of about 40 other business leaders or entrepreneurs and learn how to get better, learn different ways to think about our businesses or think about our leadership and organize that differently. And uh, that's just one of the things that I do to constantly make sure I'm getting better, right? Right. So we talked about reading. This is another thing. I've been in several different programs that each year I kind of sit down and say, okay, what am I going to do this year to challenge myself? Right. This is one I've kept for a couple of years now. How? Give me a little inside baseball on what these 40-plus leaders are feeling, sensing, particularly when it comes to leadership, the state of the economy, where leadership is going. I mean, what do you think? What, what, do you, what are some of your big takeaways when you come away from something like that? Yeah, I, I always come away with a lot of confidence uh, mm-hmm. in that everybody is not that unique and we all as leaders go through a lot of the same circumstances right right and so that's always good to know that hey I'm not in this You're alone. not by yourself I'm yeah. not by myself and I can learn from specific circumstances if somebody's going through it or I can share something that I learned um, and so I always come away with confidence uh, from that standpoint I also come away with momentum so I really think um, there is a lot of value from intentionally stepping away from your day-to-day grind and looking at it from, you know, for me, from hundreds of miles away and <laughs> right. saying, okay, how's this going? Yeah. What do I need to change? And then kind of creating a game plan to come back uh, in, into my normal life with. Right. Right. And so there's a lot of value that comes from that. Yeah. Uh, your question about, I kind of took that on a ta- uh, tangent there, but... Your question about what are they feeling about the economy, uh, I, I I can answer for me, and I think most of them would share the same thing, that uh, things feel good, 
Uh, but I don't look to the economy to provide me opportunities. Gotcha. Right? So yeah. I'm going to go and I'm going to create value and I'm going to do things that are innovative. Uh, and even if the construction economy goes from a trillion dollars to $800 billion a year, 20% decline, which would be horrible, uh, that's still $800 billion that I could go chase. That's plenty for me. Right. I don't, I don't even need 1% of that. Right. So I'll be good. See, that's what I love. I think having that kind of leadership philosophy allows you to get into another stream to see what the perspective, or at least broaden the stream. So you're not right. just looking at the rock. It's, it's changing your perspective, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that perspective allows you to have that confidence, that momentum. I love that you said that momentum piece. But also, the you're right. We get so bogged down in the metrics, the numbers. But your answer, what you just said there, says you're more uh, centered towards a purpose, right? Yeah. You're of adding value, mm-hmm. right? And to me, that's the key to influence. The, to, no matter what you're doing, yeah. business at home, if you're focusing on where can I add value in this transaction, um, you're well on your way, right? Right. That's yeah, how no, I that's, see it. That's, yeah. how, that's how we form relationships with people. Right? We, right, we add value to them, and in, in a business world, you get paid for it. <laughs> right, great, so, yeah. great. Yeah. No, I love it. I love your perspective on on this, and again, your your mindset on leadership, your mindset on self awareness, on self improvement, of being technically and tactically proficient. All these leadership qualities that 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 are necessary. But again, it's rooted in this this purpose, the spiritual driven purpose, which I think is key. I don't know. I love it. What's next? What are you excited about uh, with Hutton, with your life, with your leadership journey? What's what's exciting you right now? Yeah, uh, well, a, a lot of things uh, right now. I mean, we are at an interesting time, I think, in our business and that we are right now beginning to think about what's the construction economy look like 10 and 15 years from now and trying to prepare ourselves for that. Mm-hmm. I think technology is certainly changing that, but also... Uh, just the way people want to interact and do business with a construction business or uh, anything related to construction, real estate, architecture, design, all, all of that is changing right now, uh, especially as the demographics of the leaders change, right? right. So as, as X and Y folks come into the leadership in different companies around the world, that's going to change how they look at capital projects and how they want to interact with companies like mine and, and all companies. And so we're, we're thinking about what's next for us, and so that's fun. Yeah. Um, what what relates to that sum is we've over this last year really put a lot of effort into defining what our real purpose here at mm-hmm. Hutton Construction is, and so finally after 25 years, I think we can put into a sentence what we are here for, <laughs> uh, and it it feels uh, it feels good and it feels so authentic though, right? And yeah. so I, I think we exist to help build life into our employees' dreams our clients' vision, and community's future. Right? I love and that. So th- those are things that we have worked hard on through the years, but to put that into words and claim that and then share that with our people uh, and um, talk about things from that perspective instead of just how do we build this building better perspective mm-hmm. um, really has been impactful for, for me and the rest of our business. I like that because almost every decision that you make or that I could see myself if I was working here and I, I knew that that was the purpose. It's almost no matter how small or how profound the decision is, no matter how you know day-to-day and mundane it may seem or how strategic it may seem, that's something I can throw up against as a, almost a litmus test, sure. right? You know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that fuels people and empowers people to make those kind of 
uh, intelligent decisions that support the growth of the business without you constantly having to intervene, right? right? Mm -hmm. That's the power behind that. No, I love that. I love that kind of succinctness um, and the power behind that. Yeah, I like that. Well, so where does... um, where does where do you see Ben Hutton in ten fifteen years? I mean, are we still doing Hutton construction, or what's the big dream? I guess I should ask. Yeah, no, um, definitely still still involved in the family business. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there might be other things by then too. I right. hope there are. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lot of big dreams and visions. You know, as as I went through my kind of personal purpose journey, uh, looking at my skills and talents. You know, really, I've identified my skill set or my purpose is to see what's possible and then lead other people to it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's my job now in our organization and uh, hopefully in our community to help look out that 10 or 15 years and see, okay, where do we need to be and how can I help other people see that so that we can go there? I like that. Uh, and so that's, that's what I'm focused on. You know, I don't have a list of uh, here's the 10 things I hope I accomplish. Uh, I had a bad experience with that in the Did past, you really? actually. Yeah. So when I when I first uh, was getting out of school and I knew, hey, I'm eventually I'm going to end up in the family business. You know, I, I I had this list of goals and here's where I want to be in ten years and all of these things. And uh, about two or three years into my uh, stint as president here at Hutton Construction, I checked all those boxes. Like I crossed every one of those goals off, uh, and it was incredibly hollow. Right? I had the wrong right. goals. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really careful about saying, well, here's here's my ten things that, if I do these, that's what's going to drive me or make me happy. I, I'm not sure that's possible. I right love now. that you said. I love, um, love, love that you said that. It's so true. I mean, I think yeah. we've all kind of experienced that, and sometimes maybe we're still chasing those things. If I could only get X, if I only had this amount of income level or this position yeah. or this title or this toy or this house. Oh, you're so true on that. Yeah, That's no, so I had true. I had all the right goals that our world tells us we need. You know, the yeah. house and the fast car and salary and I mean all those things. Yeah. And but uh, they're great. I still have the fast car. I love it. But it wasn't <laughs> like that. Wasn't what right. I should have been chasing. That's right. I think that's where the big trap is where we do that. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever read The Search for Significance, um, which was a huge book in my life when I had my splat moment. But it's so true. It talks about there, particularly with men, how um, where the big trap is that we're two things. We're worried about what we accomplish Mm -hmm. and what other people think about us. And if those are your two things that are driving your decisions and your actions, then you're always going to be on this constant approval addict cycle. That yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's just yep. it's fluff, right? Yep. But that, but that's the that's the message we hear in popular yep, media. For sure. Even uh, just just the other day, I was on Twitter and uh, I was I follow Gary Vaynerchuk. I yeah, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, uh, but him. he he tweeted that you're only as good as your last at bat. Right. Uh, and I said, absolutely wrong. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't believe it. You are not, if you succeeded yesterday, that doesn't mean you're success. And if you failed yesterday, it doesn't make you a failure. That's right. Uh, it is uh, a long game, like we talked about earlier. It's a long game. Uh, and you've got to be focused on the right things. That's right. It's right. The right things. And I think that that is the challenge. And I don't know if, you know, particularly, what would you say to that young 23-year-old that's just getting ready to graduate college, wants to take on the world, has that idea, wants to, you know, make an impact make a name for themselves, they're just entering the company, maybe it's your company, what would you say to them? Uh, I think you've got to find the intersection between what you're passionate about, what you have the opportunity to do, and what you're skilled at. 
Yeah. Right. And at the intersection of those three things is where you can have a great impact on your uh, your world. I mean, where you work, your family, all those things right there. Now, if you can figure out what you're passionate about, what you're skilled at, and what you have the opportunity to actually accomplish, then you can you can do great things there. Yeah, I think it's, it's and it takes work, right? It takes some serious reflection. Sometimes mm-hmm. you sit down and you're like, well, what do I want to do? And some of the feedback I got, in fact, I'm doing a presentation next week, and I got on the phone this morning, and the HR, she's like, ah, if you can just get the message across, because these young people, they come into our, it's a, it's a credit union, and they're like, they feel like, um, they can come in here and that, you know, they do these things and they're going to get this job, right? They've almost got right. this mental of this and that. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, if you want to do that, you know, why don't you take this job? Uh, we got an opening in, in uh, McPherson. Well, I don't want to go to McPherson. Well, you know, go there and take it and see what might happen, right? right. Improve yeah. yourself there. And I think yeah. that to me is always my advice. I always tell my daughters is like, and I, I've heard her say that, well, I don't want to do that because, well, if you want to do this, don't be afraid. If three or four doors are presented to you, or mm-hmm. say one is presented to you and it's not where you want to go, I say go through it because that opportunity is going to open up. You never know. You never know what's going it. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And when I do my show, and you, maybe you'll appreciate this, is like there's always people what you and I have considered to have accomplished significant things. They always say, invariably, it's like, I had no idea I would be doing what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. But what they said they did is they always took those opportunities right. when they saw it presented itself. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't even think much about it. They were like, I'm just gonna go through it and see what happens. Sure. I'm a huge believer of that. Right. So Ben, I love talking with you, man. I think you're the real deal. I think you you know I've always appreciated your leadership style, your character, your authenticity, your transparency, your vulnerability. You know, you've got there just like all of us did sure. through some stumbled knees, skid yep. knees, and hard knocks. Oh yeah, I but, failed big time. Yeah, a few times. I think uh, you, you know I, I'm excited to see where you take this business and where you help this uh, not only here locally, but I think you know. I'm excited to see what the next 10, 15, 20 years brings with, with you and the leadership front. So consider me a a knight in your circle. Oh, awesome. Uh, so and 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 in the dose of leadership uh, tribe, uh, you're knighted. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. I, I'm honored by that, and uh, this has been a treat. Uh, yeah, and really a joy. And so thank you again for the opportunity to get to chat. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks for tuning into the show. Go to richardryerson.com or doseofleadership.com and fill out the contact page and reach out to me. Let me know where you're at your leadership journey. Also, if you want access to my brand new online leadership course to help become a better leader, go to LegacyLeaderBlueprint.com. Fill out your email and you gain access to a free 12-minute video that will reveal the top secrets of leadership and also show you how you can gain access, exclusive access to my online leadership course. That's LegacyLeaderBlueprint.com. Hope to see you on the inside. Thanks for tuning into the show.